Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high-octane boost of in-the-trenches, tell-it-like-it-is reality therapy for personal, business, and real estate investing success. With your hosts, powerpreneurs, Angela Thomas and Ron Phillips, it's time to get real. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. I'm Angela Thomas, and I'm here with Ron Phillips. We're here. Hey, we are. We're here. Um, And uh, you've probably all, um, if you've been listening to us for a while, I always say I'm excited. So um, (laughs) this one's actually kind of personal. I'm not sure I'm excited. We're going to talk about um, something that, you know, holds back most people in this world from being being everything you can be to get cheesy here. Fear. I know. Sorry. Fear. Uh, <laughs> so we're going to talk about fear. Um, and I actually, this is a good moment. I, I have fearless written on my arm right here. So Sweet. Um, I know because this is benefit to watching this. Uh, yeah. If you guys are on the podcast, you can't tattoo. see it. But yeah, it's not written on, I guess it's a tattoo, but um, this is really important to me because I mean, it's really, really easy to let fear stop you from doing everything you want to do, everything that's important to you, from being successful, uh, from sharing your opinions, from singing. I love singing, but it scares me to sing in front of people. Um, And, you know, letting fear hold you back kind of ruins your life. It makes it so you're not really living. So we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit today and um, give some examples. And we're going to try to have fun with it because, you know, fear is a... Fear's a heavy topic, um, but we don't do heavy very well. So we will be lightheartedly nope. talking about fear. And if you get offended by that, so be it. Yeah. Yeah. So first off, fear is uh, good in certain situations, right? Um, if you don't have, you know, a little bit of fear, uh, you'd probably, it'd be a lot easier to accidentally hurt yourself or die. So. Yeah. You mean you'll end up like the dude that was jumping across buildings really, really high and then um, missed. Missed. Yeah. Now, there's a reason why you get scared for things like that. That's because you could die. And <laughs> right. um, we're not in any way in this show suggesting you should do things that are stupid <laughs> that you would be scared of, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, the fear does exist for a reason. There is a natural reason why we have fear and, um, you know, why we don't go pet lions. Some people don't have it. I no. just watched on I just watched on Facebook the other day some moron out in uh Yellowstone I think they were they were getting really close to a buffalo did you see this No I missed it tell and me the about buffalo it. starts to charge them and the parents bail <laughs> they leave, leave their kids kid there <gasps> and the kid gets thrown I don't know how far in the air right Oh my gosh so, the fact that you're not scared of of a of a buffalo that is right next to you, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I you think know, that sometimes this whole notion of let's get rid of natural selection and put um, <laughs> oh man, now we've got you on natural selection. It's a good time all over everything so that we save stupid people so that they can breed. I think is maybe a problem. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is the lighthearted part of the show. Um, Ron does not believe that we should spay or neuter uh, human beings just because they're stupid. 
Although sometimes that was a joke. Okay. Although sometimes when I'm out in public, I feel like that it should be done. Yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, people die in the, in the running with the bulls. Uh, is that what it's called in Spain? So, uh, you know, have, have some respect for Buffalo. Jeez. Yeah. Or bear. Bears. You know? <laughs> you if know. you don't know how to pick up a rattlesnake, don't do it. It's yeah. A bad idea. It's just some things you probably should listen to the fear about is what we're trying to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for goodness sake, if you have a child with you and you're not scared, be scared at least for the child and then don't be a punk and run off and leave the child there to be hit by the buffalo. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I should have more sympathy for those those parents that were terrified. But who leaves their kid there? I mean, that's horrible. Come on. Come at on. least push the kid out of the way first. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, man. Now now I'm all upset about the buffalo. Somebody's going to make an angry okay. comment about me. I know. One of the people that ran away from their kid. I know. Someone's going to say we should have more understanding for the poor parents. But, oh, man. I don't. So I'm sorry. Um, okay. So, so that makes sense though. Physical fear. If you're, if there's something that could kill you, you should be scared. That makes sense. Um, but you know, a lot of times it actually helps me to think, you know, what's this thing I'm scared of? Like it, what's the absolute worst thing that could happen if I get up and speak in front of a room of, of a thousand people, am I going to die? Probably Probably not. not. Yeah. I mean, unless somebody, you know, unless I'm a horrible speaker and someone throws something very heavy at me, there's very, very small chance that you could get hurt up there. So, um, I mean, that really does help you in most things to kind of look at it and say, am I being, am I being ridiculous here? Is there actually danger? Um, because your body gets all, you know, fight and flight response on all kinds of dumb things that aren't going to hurt you. Uh And, uh, and it's very, I mean, it's very common. I mean, fear of public speaking is actually, I think it's the number one or number two fear um, in the I world. I it's number so, one. Is it uh, number one? Number two is death. Oh, so. well, that's funny. Death should actually be first. <laughs> Come it on. It should. Yeah. yeah. I actually like public speaking, but... Uh, it's an irrational fear, yeah. but it's one that everybody has nonetheless. Most people have. Most nonetheless. people. No, I'm, I'm more scared of singing than speaking, so... You know, I'm I'm a weirdo, um, but if there's nothing actually there that can physically hurt you, it, it really does stop and try. To, you know, it do, it helps to try to be logical about it. Um, and we have all kinds of fears um, that you know, fear of public speaking and fear of singing in front of people, fear of speaking up um, in a classroom setting or you know, mastermind, whatever. Um, those are kind of illogical fears, but there's some that, you know, won't actually kill you that are real fears. Uh, like I'm afraid I won't be able to support my family. You know, that won't technically kill you. (laughs) That is a real personal fear, um, that most of us have felt, right? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a whole lot different than the other ones you just mentioned, but, um, there is potentially a whole lot worse that could happen to you if you for whatever reason, can't provide for your family, right? So, um, yeah. yeah, so it's a, it's a real fear, especially, I mean, it's a real fear um, for a lot of people because they've been through it. Yeah. And now, now it's even more of a fear because they've, they've lost their job or whatever the case may be. And, they, and they're in a situation where that is a real, that's a legit concern, right? Okay, I don't um, want to get too heavy here, but Ron, you've, uh, I know you've been through that. 
Many times. <laughs> okay. Many but times. recently, uh, 2011, I actually witnessed it because I was kind yeah. of part of it. So yeah, it was, uh, it was scary. I mean, I had a, I had a partnership that blew up and, um, and I, yeah. you know, I was, I was, I was facing, you know, head on into, do I go get a job? Do I start my own business? Do I, and how do I do that with no money? Um, you know, but I mean, to spare everybody the details, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't have any money, right? It was, no, um, it wasn't like you got to take half the business and you had some, or you didn't even get yeah, severance, have, like people that get fired, you know, yeah, I didn't have any seed capital. Right. So there was, no. there was no money. And so it was, it was very, um, it was very scary actually, because I was staring this decision. Um, on the one hand, could I go get a job? Yeah. I mean, probably I had a bunch of experience. I could probably go get a job and make decent money. Didn't really want to do that. But on the other hand, there's this, there's this voice that says, you know, what if you try it and you, and you fail, you don't have, I mean, I didn't have any runway. I mean, it's not like I had six months of, of, you know, runway where I could just try it out and see what happened. Well, and you'd been working for yourself for so long. I mean, you would have, it would have been hard to find the right job anyway. You probably would have had to do a sales job and hoped that it worked out and all commission. I mean, that's a huge risk too. So. Yeah. I mean, that's basically being in business for yourself anyway. Um, just, you're just selling someone else's stuff. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, um, it was very scary and, um, and it was real. I mean, just, it happened. I'm sure there's people listening who are going, yeah, <laughs> I've experienced that. Either they got laid off from a job or, you know, their, their business was failing or, you know, whatever the case may be. And they've, they've felt exactly that. And, um, yep. you know, so I guess there's all kinds of fears that we have. A lot of them are, are real. Some of them are contrived, but even the real ones really quick, we, we need to point out, Angela, I think that there's, there's this lunatic in our brain yeah. that tells us about all of the, the, the worst possible outcomes that can happen on any given situation, right? Yep. I mean, everything. It's constantly there and it's constantly telling you all of the things that could go wrong with everything. The problem is that we listen to the lunatic and we don't listen to the other side that is, that is telling us all of the things that could go right. And it, it drowns it out. And you got you to gotta figure out how to um, not listen to the voice because you can't shut it down. Um, and the other thing you need to understand too is that it's not actually you. It's, I call it this lunatic that's, that's talking yeah, to you. Yeah, if you haven't read The Untethered Soul, uh, it's a great book that talks about this very thing. Um, and it's funny, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday actually that if you get too wrapped up in what that lunatic, as Ron calls it, your, your voice that's talking to you all the time and interpreting the world, if you get wrapped up in what that's saying and let it get to you um, and believe it, uh, you, you don't have any room for hope or positivity in your life. You know, you get so wrapped up in the fear that you just feel anxiety and depression and fear and there's no room for anything good to come in. You have to find a way to... Uh, you know, ignore that or stomp it down enough that you have room for the the good things in life um, and to let good things happen and to, you know, have hope, right? To yes. actually get out of it. Yes. <laughs> so. Or you'll, you'll never get past the fear because all that does is magnify the fear. It's, it's, it's how many possible ways could you fail at X or right. it, it's the same, like in the book, it talks about, uh, it talks about, uh, 
you know, just some, some stupid thing that happens, right? You get irritated at somebody Mm -hmm. and so you run over and over and over in your head, like a million times what you're going to say to this person. Because the first time that you practiced it in your brain wasn't enough, we're going to do it 20 times. And every time we're going to layer something else on there too. And then in addition to that, we're, all, we're also going to, ju- we're going to prejudge what they're going to do, what their reaction is going to be, and how horrible this situation is going to be. And we're going to get ready for that. You, Which, <laughs> you know, I guess if you're, if you're caveman, this is probably good because you do have to get ready for, you know, what if saber tooth comes at you. But in our world... It's not really necessary because Aunt Jane or whoever it was that you got irritated with is probably not coming at you with a knife. So, And you just blew the whole thing out of proportion. And the best way to handle, you know, your disagreement with Aunt Jane is to act like everything's fine and to just love her. So, right? Yeah. So going uh, back to going back to the fear of, of other things and the lunatic, um, it's really easy to, to, to go okay, if I start this business, there's a really solid chance it's going to fail. And statistically speaking, that's absolutely true. And it should be a concern. I think what you're trying to say, Angela, is that you can't let that stop you from no, uh, from taking the, the chance or taking the no, risk. No, and real quick, actually, uh, there's another book I read called The Worry Trick, Um, And it kind of goes along with the untethered soul really well, uh, because one of the suggestions in there, um, if you're a chronic worrier and you're scared of everything and you have this lunatic always talking to you, um, is to take what your inner negative thought is, what your worry is, and to blow it completely out of proportion so far that it makes you laugh, (laughs) that it's ridiculous. Just make fun of that voice in your head. So, you know, as an example, if you're like, I'm going to start a business, and, and that voice is like, your business is probably going to fail. You've failed at a lot of things before. How can you make that ridiculous? You say like, yeah, and I'm probably going to end up homeless and my family is and everyone's going to hate me. And then I'm, you know, and then I'm going to live in a tent and get hit by a car. I mean, how far can you take it? I'm sorry. I was flying off the seat of my pants there, but. <laughs> I think living in a tent and getting hit by a car is pretty far. I mean, okay. You think that was good? Yeah. So in the grand scheme of things, I think that's pretty far. Okay. Yeah. So like taking your worry and just, you, you almost can make fun of it, have a sense of humor about it. And you know, it, it, it takes away the power of that worry. So that's just a little so there's, trick. There's another, there's power in, um, there's power in just confronting it with, uh, with a, with a veracity that, you know, that you would need if you meet, the saber-toothed tiger, right? That's true. There There's is. A, I mean, it's either you're going to get eaten or you're going to fight, right? One of the two, because you can't outrun it. Yeah. And, I, and I think a lot of people, when they hit this fear in the face, they cower in the corner instead because it's easier to do that. And I'm, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is in order to overcome fear, because you can't get rid of it, you can't just ignore it. Say, I'm not going to be scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What you have to do is you have to annihilate it. And the only way to do that is to hit it head on and go full bore at it. And uh, and real cheesy here, like Batman, you know, surround yourself with those bats if you're scared of pets, right? So if you're scared of public speaking, you got to figure out a way to get in front of people and speak because the more you do it, the less power that fear has. Absolutely. Um, And same with Ron, like, you know, you talked about uh, not being able to support your family, but uh, you know, you had that fear of not being able to support your family. What did you do? 
you well, it was I mean, really cool. I actually went and talked to my family about it. Yeah. And, and wouldn't you know, my biggest support system came from my family, including my kids who didn't get Christmas that year. Right. Or not a very big Christmas, right. A really tiny Christmas. We didn't have any money. Um, but it was fun for us to all get together and, and take on this challenge, um, together. And I had a bunch of other friends too, that I, that I talked to about it and, and I got them all on my team and how, how much easier it is for you to attack something and annihilate it when you've got a whole herd of people with you. Yeah. So the other yeah. thing is, is that when we're, when we hit something that we're scared of, we usually don't tell anybody about it either because our pride gets in the way and says, oh, well, if you can't handle this by yourself then you probably shouldn't tell anybody about it. Well, that's, that's the opposite of reality too. Um, because if you tell your, your actual friends about it, you get more people with you. You get more people on your squad, right? And now you're going to go in and, and the thing, the challenge seems less at that point because you've got people on your side. Um, yep. But you got to take, you got to take fear and you've got to attack it like, like you've not attacked anything before until it becomes, until you've either conquered it or it becomes um, minimal to the point where it's, it's a manageable thing or it's not really that big of a deal. Like you were talking about with public speaking. Um, yeah, exactly. You know? And yeah. we did that first year we were in business, we absolutely attacked it and annihilated it. Um, and the fear Hell left. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we did with the help of that support team, like you said, cause it took, it wasn't, you know, if you had had to do that all by yourself, it would have been, it would have been a little harder. So, well, uh, we, we talked about this in, in previous episodes. The reality is nobody does any of this by themselves. And the people who say that they do and beat their chest about the fact that they do, then you just look around and um, they have a lot of people actually who are supporting them. You know, they may call them employees. They may call them a spouse. They may call them family or friends or whatever they, whatever they happen to be or a, or a bunch of all of the above. They didn't ever do it by themselves, ever. Mm -mm. And to say that they did is disingenuous at best. Yeah, and mean to all those people that helped them. You know, they yeah. should get some credit. So, yes. um, so the other thing, you know, people have fear with that, um, you know, that is a legitimate fear is, is fear of losing. Um, you know, we talked about failing, you know, when starting a new business um, and the loss aversion um, psychology theory, you know, is that fear, fear of loss is stronger than the joy of gain. And we've all heard that before, right? Yep. hundred percent um, agree with that. So loss aversion. So most people would rather not lose, you know, to use an example, not lose $5 than to gain $5. Right. Um, so this is a huge problem when it comes to, you know, starting your own company like you did, Ron, or investing, since that's what we talk a lot about here. Yep. Um, if you are absolutely terrified of losing $5, <laughs> you know, or whatever the amount is, uh, you're going to, you're going to have a hard time being a good investor. You're going to be a crappy investor, right? Yeah. And a lot of times in, in, in trying to not lose, you com you've completely lost based on opportunity cost. And that's what I, talk, I think we talked about in the last episode about, um, stepping over dollar bills to pick up nickels. Everybody gets so bent out of shape about the, the tiny little nickels and they're not looking at the grand picture, right? They're not looking at the entire thing. And because of that, um, they get, uh, they just get paralyzed 
Yep. By fear. Right? And then you end up keeping your money in your, uh, you know, savings account making less than 1% a year, right? Yeah, losing money. Because... Losing money because it costs more than that. So, yep. uh, yeah. So, yes, I mean, you know, there's obviously a fine line here. We're not saying you shouldn't have any, um, you know, loss aversion. Obviously, there are risks that you need to watch out for. And we've talked a lot about those. There's a lot of scams and, you know, hype and stuff out there that you shouldn't be listening to. And, and you should be careful when making investment decisions. Um, but having the, uh, the fight or flight mode, you know, freaking out about it and letting those fears take over, um, operating from a place of fear is, is not going to make you successful. If yeah. you're making your decisions based on fear, you're going to miss out on opportunities that would have brought you success and joy and freedom in your life. So um, a much better way, speaking. right? Go Financially ahead. speaking, you should not be leaping buildings um, either. No. Right? So That's what I'm I mean, saying. if you're, if, you're <laughs> if, if, if your entire net worth is $50,000 and you're going all in on a particular investment, you are officially leaping buildings. That's what yep. you're doing. All right. It's almost like pushing it all in on, on red, you know, in gambling. So yeah, you, you can't, you can't do that. I mean, it's not quite that bad because you can vet the deal and everything like that, but, but things could go wrong. And right. then, you know, you're, <laughs> yeah. And then all of your money is gone because you went all in. Uh, right. So just understand that because we're talking about fears and that you should overcome fears doesn't mean that you should jump from a one building to another building when the buildings are 10 stories in the air. You should not do that. And you shouldn't do that financially either. Right? No, like Ron said, when he was uh, going through his, uh, you know, fear of, of not being able to support his family, you know, he had to find a team uh, to support him, people he trusts, and then uh, take logical action, you know, but you got to take the fear out of it a little bit, but we're not saying to, uh, you know, leap buildings, like you said, um, you got to have a good team that you trust that you can bounce decisions off of and, uh, and logically look at the pros and cons and the numbers and, um, make sound decisions and leave yourself enough money to not, you know, lose your shorts if, if something goes wrong. So, yeah. And then if you're backed up against a wall, like I was, like we were, yeah, then you got to attack it with a veracity that is required when your back's against the wall. You, you can't, you can't go at it halfway and expect that you're going to get really good results. When you are backed into a corner, you've got to come out swinging like your life depends on it. And it's really, really important that, that we, there's, there's two different things, right? We're, we're saying don't, don't jump buildings, but, if there's a dude chasing you with a gun and the only way you can get away is to jump the building, you jump the building. That's what I'm <laughs> saying, right? But if, yep. you're, if you're for sport jumping buildings, you're a moron, right? right. But if, if you're trying to get away from somebody who's going to try to kill you, you got to jump the building. So yeah, where was there I? Cases. Yep. I was being chased by the guy with the gun, apparently, right? So I came out swinging. Yep. And that's what you have to do in order to survive in those scenarios. Um, you know, when that, when that happened to me, um, I like shut everything off. Uh, everything I could shut off in my life financially, I shut off, sold cars. I mean, I did everything I could do financially to eliminate expense while I was at the same time doing everything that I could do to, uh, to generate income or generate revenue. Yeah. And I mean, 
Angela, you remember me. We, we, oh yeah. We oh yeah. Really, really hard. And, um, and we did so for a long time, months, but, um, when you hit something with that kind of veracity, it's really hard to, to not succeed, you know? And you can, you can see it if you're, if you, if you like, you know, fighting, if you like MMA or boxing or any kind of sport like that, you can see it in the person's eyes. They don't even have to be the, the most technical person. Sometimes the most, you know, technically advanced fighter doesn't win because their heart's not in it because they're not, their back isn't against the wall. They don't have something to prove. You know, they're not, they're, they're coming at it from a different angle where the other guy is, is coming at this and it's all on the line, right? So that's yeah. what I'm saying. When you get into that particular point, you got to use the fear as something that you need to attack. Heck yeah. And yeah, then you that, can overcome it. That is so true. Fear can also be, um, I mean, you have to push it out enough that you're not paralyzed, but like Ron said, fear can be a great motivator and it can give you the energy and veracity you need to, uh, to take something on. So it just needs to be used correctly and not, you know, you can't let it paralyze you. Yep. Um, and that applies to every area of life, including investing like we talked about. So, um, you got to push fear out enough that you can see the opportunities and be confident seizing them. So do, you got to do the things. So like with investments, Angela, you just got to do the things, um, that are going to make you have the ability to overcome the fear, right? So if, if you're, if you're scared of, of investing out of state, take a trip, Right. If you're, if you're scared because yeah. you don't understand the numbers, well, then learn the numbers, figure it out. Whatever it is that's, that's scaring you and keeping you from moving forward with something that's going to benefit you in your life, figure it out. Yeah. It's not that hard. Anybody can do it. You just, you're just going to have to, again, attack it and make it become a strength instead of uh, a weakness or a fear that you have. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. We hear that from a lot of our, of our, of our clients, right? That were really scared in the beginning and then really scared on property two and probably three, but you know, after four, five, six, it becomes old hat. It becomes something that now it's a known commodity. There's no reason to be scared of it anymore, right? Because they, they did something, they acted. And, um, yeah, action is the best way to get over fear. Always. I'm telling you. It is. So, all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you have any comments or suggestions on other topics you want to listen to, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast and tell us what you think, uh, check us out on uh, getrealestatesuccess.com or um, on Facebook at Get Real Podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and we hope to see you next time. Thanks, Ron. See you. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.